Hi, we're Shannon and Jerry Arner. And our dog, Betty White. Your hosts of the Arner Adventures podcast. Could we have named it something more creative? Probably. But it's the name of our blog. It's our last name. We're on an adventure. Yada, yada, yada. After running our own business, working 24-7. And don't forget a mental breakdown in between. We made a lifestyle change and decided to make the most out of life. We sold our house, most of our belongings, downsized, and moved to the coast. We live life minimally, but fully. We live each day as an adventure. This show will help you learn how to live life more fully, with more intention, by experiencing more, and with less stuff. We'll talk about our own experiences, interview others who have much to share by creating a spark in our lives. Some days we'll share real life ongoings of what we're going through and others will talk about our favorite flavor of waffle. Come join our adventure. It's It's the the Arner Adventures Adventures Podcast. Hello everybody, I'm Shannon. Betty White is hanging here with me at my feet on her pita. Jer is on an adventure of his own, so he's not here this week, but we are back for episode 113 of the Arner Adventures podcast. This episode is on a hot topic, pun totally intended. It's about gaslighting. We had a blog post go live a week or so ago on handling gaslighting, and we got a ton of messages about it. It was really interesting to see and a bit concerning, how many people have experienced gaslighting and didn't know what it was. So we're going to continue the conversation here. But before we dive in, will you please take a quick little moment and hit the subscribe button in whatever platform you're listening to us on, follow, uh, whatever it is that you're offered. And even better, will you please give us a five-star reviewer rating? It really does help get our content in front of people who are interested in topics that we discuss. You know, you got to make those algorithms happy, right? So we would appreciate if you could help us do that. So on to the topic at hand, gaslighting. You know, gaslighting is one of those trendy topics, or at least it seems like it's been for the past couple of years. And it's thrown around, but, you know, we're going to talk about what it is, the types, and how to handle gaslighting, like how to defend yourself, what is your response, um, we got some some good responses from people who have handled handled it in certain ways, but we just thought, wow, it's been a long time since a blog post generated that many messages. So we thought, you know what, we should really do this on the podcast. So the reason that I wrote the the blog post on the topic is because I had just experienced gaslighting again. I mean, it was in the most hurtful way. It was so disappointing uh, because, you know, I think once I realized what was happening, I didn't want to be experiencing, of course, but I didn't want to be experiencing it from the person who I knew was doing it. And, you know, I'm currently digging into why this has happened to me multiple times with my therapist, but I digress. Um, I, I I went ahead and just wrote it and... and wanted to kind of talk about my experience, but also I sort of feel like it's sort of like the bad things that happen in your life. You sort of become an expert on it. So I feel like I'm sort of an expert on dealing with it, but I still don't understand why it happens. There's, there's many, many schools of thought in that, um, as to why it happens. But first let's talk about what is gaslighting. If you don't know, and again, it's one of those things that are thrown around and and some people think that they know what it is and they might not, but if you don't know, Or if you're wondering, just imagine if you have ever found yourself second guessing your own sanity. 
it's like, wait a minute, did I just read that the wrong way? Or, and that's not always gaslighting. I just kind of want to paint a picture of what it, what it's like. Gaslighting is the ultimate mind game. It's a manipulative tactic. It messes with your reality. So the term gaslighting came from this film. It's a classic 1938 film called Gaslight. And in the film, it's it has sort of this couple and this very manipulative husband. And he manipulates her in a way that makes her think she's losing her mind. So how does he do this? Well, among many things, he gradually, every day, it's really messed up. He dims the gas light because the lights in their home is by gas, right? Like old timey. He dims the gas light in their home every day. And so she may, you know, she starts thinking, and that's just one of the things, but he's, she starts thinking she's losing her mind. Like, wait a minute, are the lights even more dim? Like what is happening here? So that, that going along with everything else he's doing to her makes her question her sanity. So the term gaslighting, it literally comes from this psychological thriller. So fast forward to today, and it's used broadly to describe psychological manipulation that undermines your reality. It's crazy, right? It's literally crazy that it's even something that exists and that there's so much cruelty, but manipulation could be a whole other podcast. Like why do people manipulate? Why do people gaslight? They Sometimes they want to reel you back in. They want to be more in control of the situation. They want to knock you down a few notches. That's one of the biggest reasons people do it. Uh, and that's one of the biggest reasons people manipulate is because they want to bring you down a few notches. It's like they want to abuse you in a way that gets you to uh, navigate the way that they want you to navigate. Well, I've recently learned a little bit more about the slow fashion and fast fashion concepts. Mm, yeah. I didn't know a lot about that. Yeah. One of the things that... We do, and we do talk about a lot on our blog, we've talked about on the podcast, is that we really want to help keep things out of the landfill. We want to buy quality versus, you know, cheap, and that's not going to last very long. And one of the ways that we like to stay sustainable when it comes to the things that we wear is reusable, and we can do that by buying on Poshmark. Poshmark is an online place that if you're not familiar, you can always buy things. Sometimes people are selling their new thing they didn't want, or sometimes they're selling uh, something that was gently worn. You can get really great deals on some high quality stuff. But we also shared before that we make money on Poshmark by selling things that as we are decluttering or as we don't want something anymore, can't fit it or whatever, we sell it on Poshmark. And what do we do with that balance, Jer? We Give it back to Poshmark on whatever else we might need. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So during COVID, especially in our no buy year, as we were getting rid of things, we never had to buy clothes. No. We never bought. Actually, I don't think we bought any new clothes in maybe three years. Oh, I right? Would, I, yeah, I would say so. Because yeah. we're able to reuse our balance on Poshmark. It's a great way to start 2024 decluttering your closet and making some money. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's right. And even if you don't want to, you know, sell, you can at least you just start an account. It's a free account to start. 
and peruse around. So the next time you want something, look on Poshmark and see if someone's selling it. It just helps the keeping things out of the landfill. And even if you like some of that fast fashion stuff, go get it on Poshmark. It's like a small way that you're being sustainable. Head over to arneradventures.com slash Poshmark, and you will have a link that we're sharing where you can start your account and receive a $10 credit. So you can either keep the balance there with the $10 and build upon it. You can use the $10 to buy something and see how it all works. Yeah. And part of our Declutter 365 is starting a Poshmark closet. And I think with, uh, let's say with your $10 credit, it might give you a little incentive to put something else on Poshmark. Mm. Then you have that credit where you can purchase something off Poshmark. Mm -hmm. and, and then you can, you see what I'm saying? You sort of start a cycle then. Yeah. And then when that thing, you're, when you're tired of it, you sell it back to the Poshmark. You know what? That's exactly right. That's what you do. Yeah. And then what do you do with that credit? You buy something off the Poshmark. <laughs> it just goes round and round. It is. And it actually mm. is kind of fun. So if you have, yeah. if you're someone who's trying to curb that shopping fix, you start going to your closet and you start selling some things. It's a little addictive. Like, oh my gosh, I'm making money. Then you start yeah. walking around saying, what else can I sell? Oh, I don't right. really want this. Let me sell that. All of a sudden you've got a few hundred dollars, could have a few thousand uh -huh. dollars in your Poshmark balance. All this is done from the comfort of your own home. That's right. Mm -hmm. So again, head over to arneradventures.com slash Poshmark for that link to start your own closet and receive a $10 credit. So the first time I ever heard about gaslighting was, um, I think in like the early, the early 2000, I'm thinking 2006, I, I mentioned it in the blog, but I think it's 2006 with Dave Chappelle. So if you're a Dave Chappelle fan, like we are, you know, the Chappelle show and the Chappelle show on comedy central really just catapulted comedy central. Cause at the time it wasn't even that big of a deal, but the Chappelle show was amazing, hilarious. But uh, Dave Chappelle one day walked away. Like when the season was going to start up a new contract, he he walked away from millions of dollars, a million, multiple million dollar deal and disappeared. And the spin from Comedy Central, like now we know more, but the spin from Comedy Central and, you know, anybody who was trying to make the whole situation uh, make Dave Chappelle look shitty was that he's crazy. Oh, he's crazy. He um, he went to Africa because he's crazy and he wants to get away from everybody. And he did go to Africa. So at the time, it's like, oh, wow, he he's like losing his mind. Like I remember at the time thinking, oh, God, that's so sad. He, he's like losing his mind. Poor thing. And then he comes back. He goes on the Oprah show. And Oprah does this interview with him where he finally starts talking and we'll link to it in the show notes. It's one of the most vulnerable interviews, especially with Dave Chappelle, who is always very open about anything that he, uh, you know, is experiencing, but it was the first time we had heard from him. And he starts talking about how the, the show was very successful. Uh, you know, there was this million dollar deal coming up and he felt like, all of a sudden he's going crazy. And there's many examples, but one of the ones I think about a lot when I think about gaslighting is he came to work one day and they had, they had literally built a wall in front of his office, like built a wall in front of his office. And so he comes in and he's like, wait a minute, what, what is happening? So he, all these little things were making him feel like he was crazy. He was losing his mind. And his thoughts are, 
that the studio assumed he was getting, as we say here in the South, too big for his britches. Like he, he needed to be knocked down a few notches and be able to be controlled because Comedy Central and the studio or whatever was starting to feel like, oh, Dave Chappelle's running things. So when he talked about being gaslit, that was the first time I had ever heard of gaslighting. And, and I just couldn't even believe it. I mean, up until that time, I think you would just say, oh, you were being manipulated. But most people who are manipulated uh, don't always consider the fact that they think they're going crazy which is how the gaslighting comes in. So let's go through the four types of gaslighting. Gaslighting comes in different shades. We are talking about withholding information, uh, diverting, trivializing. When you recognize what gaslighting is and the tactics that are used, you are more in control. So let's talk about the first one, withholding information. So pretend uh, you are planning a romantic getaway with your partner and casually he says, he or she who uh, says, Oh, I'll handle the, I'll handle all the booking. It's fine. And as the date approaches, you go, Oh, okay. What happened to those plans? Are we, what are we, what are we doing? And your partner says, I didn't commit to that. I don't know what you're talking about or withholds details. I'm not talking about in like a surprising, oh, this is fun, surprise way. I mean, making you doubt your memory. Like, wait a minute. You, you told me you were going to do that. No, I didn't. <laughs> you No, I never said that, but you know, they did. So that's gaslighting. That almost seems like a minimal part of it. Like a, a, a minimal, a less, I don't know if I should say less damaging because I don't want to be judgmental about the effect, but it seems like a small thing when it comes to gaslighting, but it is still gaslighting. So the next one, type two, is called countering. So imagine you're at work and you suggest this really great idea during like a, I don't know, staff meeting, team meeting, and your colleague later says, um, I don't know, maybe maybe even says the idea you came up with or maybe says to you, you know, that's not what happened. That, that never came up. You didn't come up with that idea, <laughs> even though you vividly remember presenting it. Maybe it's even in your notes, which we're going to talk about in a few minutes. Countering invalidates your thoughts. It leaves you confused, questioning your contributions. It, 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 it starts that process of going, what? I came up with that idea. And we're not even talking about someone stealing your idea. We're really talking about someone telling you you didn't say it. And maybe you're in a group of people who, who are not defending you. So it's like even worse, right? So the third one, we're going to use a workplace scenario again, because <laughs> in situations where I've been gaslit in my life, the biggest ones are like workplace scenarios. But let's just say, you uh, raise a concern about something that's going on and maybe it's to your boss. And instead of addressing it, your boss diverts the conversation, maybe uh, bringing up uh, the latest Netflix show. <laughs> that's really cool. Your concern gets brushed aside. So it makes you question if the issue is even significant. It's like, why, why do I think that's a big deal? I don't know if that should really be happening or you bring up a concern because you're going through the chain of command and you are telling your boss, and I'm just using bosses, it could be colleagues too, but you bring it up and and they, you know, it's a big deal and they just completely talk about something else and you leave the meeting and you're like, 
huh, wait a minute. I went in there to talk about this and I just left and they've made like lunch plans with me. What says a winter day around our house more than a Southern Oak artisan candle lit up anywhere in our house? Oh my God. Well, you know, and not even just winter, Mm -hmm. but any time of year we have soy candles lit up. It is part of now my morning routine, which everybody knows. If you know me, I love my morning routine, but it is my morning routine that once I kind of go through my list, my self-care, all the things I do for me and Betty. And before I get my day started, I walk all around the house because I work from home and I am lighting up candles because I want my environment to be cozy and lovely all year round. And once you've lit up the candles, I light up. My day has begun. That's right. And I tell you, soy, 100% natural soy is the only way to go. If you want to breathe in some chemicals and you want to breathe in some nasty stuff, you don't need to go to Southern Oak Artisan. So Southern Oak Artisan is the healthy way to have candles in your home. They're handmade right here in our home state of North Carolina. But lucky for you, they ship everywhere. Well, I know all across the U.S., for sure. And we think you're going to light these candles as much as we do. And the answer to that is to head over to arneradventures.com slash Southern Oak Artisan. And you can get our exclusive discount code and save big time on your soy candles. That's right. Mm-hmm. What's the deal with that? So blocking, diverting is another tactic. And then the fourth one is trivializing. Gosh, I feel like this happens so much. So mainly about feelings here, right? Uh, this could be this could be in the workplace. It could be anywhere else. I feel like so much of our life is uh, people trying to get you to not be not share your feelings. And look, I am one of those people who I don't like to because I don't I don't want to. I have a habit or a routine or whatever you want to call it of when I start sharing my emotions, it can cause me to get into sort of a a lower place. So I don't like to do it, but I also feel like there's camaraderie and I think it allows other people to start share their own feelings when you talk about your feelings. It's sort of like why we do this podcast, right? We do it so that we can share our own experiences whether it's about you know challenges in life, whether it's about um, sharing a great adventure, whether it's about mental health, whatever it is. So for trivializing part of gaslighting, you're sharing something that bothers you. And instead of support, a friend or colleague or whoever says, it's not a big deal. You're really making a mountain out of a molehill. <laughs> trivializing your emotions, making you second guess the importance of what you're feeling. You know, no one should ever tell someone else that they shouldn't feel a certain way without saying any names. I know someone who had a, um, a, a surgical procedure, a cosmetic surgical procedure. And I thought she, I thought she's very beautiful. And in, I, in my mind, I'm going, wow, I, I don't, I don't know why she did that. Like that is, um, it doesn't seem like she needs that, but it, it was something that bothered her. Right. I would never say to her, I can't believe you did that. Like you don't need to do that. I remember when she was talking about it, I actually said to her, you know, I don't like to tell people how they should feel. If it bothers you, it bothers you. You're beautiful the way that you are. 
But if you want to do it, do it, do whatever you need to do. Trivializing someone's feelings or the way that someone um, is expressing themselves is gaslighting. And so once you recognize all four of these types of gaslighting and what is happening, it's your superpower. So how do you handle the situations where you, when you're being gaslit? So you get a game plan, first of all, <laughs> defend yourself against gaslighting. It's all about empowerment. And we're going to talk about your playbook. So the first thing is to trust your instincts. If something feels off, trust that gut feeling. Your instincts are your compass. It's like uh, reflecting on your version of the events is your, it's what happened. Like, don't discount your beliefs. No one can tell you how to feel. No one should tell you that you didn't feel a certain way or you didn't say a certain thing. Number two, document everything. This is when we were talking earlier about the notes. I have a CYA file. My mom taught me that years ago. Cover your ass file. So keep records of conversations, of messages, incidents, anything evidence is your ally in countering gaslighting. And it also helps you regain your confidence in your own reality here. So look, I'm not trying to go into a transcript of every situation in my life, but when I'm in a meeting, if someone says something poignant or if I bring up a topic uh, I'm going to make sure I write it down. What date did this conversation happen? Uh, you know, what was said? Just cover your ass. If someone sends you an email and it's something that you think is important, go ahead and save that thing as a PDF because <laughs> there's there if, if you're part of a corporation or a business, someone could get, get rid of that email. I'm not trying to make you paranoid. I'm just telling you what happens. Or what if you're no longer with the company and something gets... I don't know, shit gets real and it starts getting like legal stuff and you don't have that email. You you didn't, you need to have a CYA file, especially when it comes to workplace settings or business or, you know, God forbid you're dealing with some kind of a divorce or anything. Just CYA is just always uh, a great way to combat gaslighting. The third thing is to surround yourself with a, a great support system. So, you know, we talked about that meeting. You're in a meeting and you bring up an idea and then later somebody says, you never brought up that idea. If no one in that room is supporting you, that's a problem. Like you should have a solid support system that provides you an objective perspective and reminds you to trust your own mind. This should be in your household, your family, your friends, your, your network. You're not crazy. And you deserve to be heard. Now, look, if everyone in your life is telling you there's some issues, yeah, okay, maybe go and see someone and, and see if there are some issues. But we're talking about, you know, situations where you're just in your emotions and your feelings and then you're told you're crazy. Like, I literally in the situation I just had recently, I told someone who was trying to take care of it, I was like, you can say and do a lot of things to me, but don't make me feel like I'm crazy. Like I will blow shit up figuratively. Okay. I really wouldn't do that, but I was really, really pissed off and I knew what was happening. Okay. Step four, set boundaries, draw a line in the sand, communicate your boundaries clearly. Don't let the manipulative tactics cross the lines. Setting boundaries is crucial for your mental wellness. This is with gaslighting. This is without gaslighting. You have to set boundaries in your life. You have to. 
The next thing is to educate yourself. Knowledge is power. We talked about all the things with gaslighting, uh, all the types. You understand what they are. You're better prepared and recognize it and counteract it. So talking about counter counteracting it, uh, the next step is to stay calm and assertive. When you're confronted with gaslighting, stay calm, but assertive. <laughs> Refuse to be manipulated. Express your thoughts confidently. Staying calm doesn't mean lacking the ability to take swift action. I've learned that the hard way. I've often not been calm in situations like that. And I have learned that when I am calm, <laughs> I'm able to breathe and think things more clearly of how I'm going to respond. Usually it's having that CYA file or going to higher ups or if it's in your family or, or whatever, expressing that you are not going to be treated like that and then move on. The seventh step, and probably I think the most important, is if things get really heavy and you are struggling, consider seeking the help of a therapist or counselor. This does not mean you are crazy. It really is just a great way. Talk therapy has been really great for me, and I highly recommend it if you start second-guessing yourself. It's just a really great way for someone who like a neutral party to look at the situation and um, walk you through it. And sometimes the professional help may mean a legal route and maybe legal routes are necessary in severe cases. So document, follow the chain of command and remember you have options that you are in control of your own situation. So I hope that that helps defending yourself against gaslighting. It's not easy. It's a journey, but you're not alone. And remember that your emotions are valid, that you have the power to reclaim control. In the words of Scout Sobel, you are safe in your emotions. So remember that. I hope that you take care of yourself and that you all take care of each other. And anything that I mentioned, the links are down in the show notes. And if you have any questions or want to feel, you know, shoot us a DM, an email, any of that, please do. And we'll see you next week. If this episode resonated with you, or if you know of someone who would benefit from anything we talked about today, or any episode, our guests, or anything, please share it with a friend. It's a great way of supporting the podcast and us, and we really appreciate it. Another way of supporting the pod is by leaving us a five-star reviewer rating on the platform you're listening to us on. Oh, and go ahead and hit that subscribe button because that also supports us. We would love that. You can always find us, links we refer to during the show, and any of the podcast sponsors at arnardventures.com or linked here in these show notes. And until next time, enjoy that journey you're on. We're wishing you lots of adventures. Adios. Arrivederci. Au revoir. Adios. Uh, sayonara. Alvida uh, Dos Vidiniana.